Hi everyone, welcome back to Block Shots. Well, this is the hundredth time I'm saying this. My name is Gautam Dhameja and welcome to the hundredth episode of Block Shots podcast. This has been an amazing journey so far. And in this episode, we are actually going to do something special. So we are going to do a summary of the Bitcoin white paper because that is where it all started. The whole blockchain industry. All right. So in front of me, I have the Bitcoin white paper and I'm looking at the abstract. The first thing that comes to my mind is a line that says, we propose a solution to the double spending problem using a peer-to-peer network. First of all, when you create digital electronic cash or a currency, then you have to solve a problem that people are not spending it more than once, which is called the double spend problem. So Bitcoin was actually an answer to solving the double spend problem but also using a peer-to-peer network because it had to be decentralized. There should be no central party like a bank involved to verify something is being double spent or not. This is the first thing that I'm looking at here. So skimming through the white paper, it has 12 sections. The last two are calculations and conclusion. I'll not look into that. The first one is introduction which is of course about you know like the history of things and why bitcoin is needed and and those things the second one is important the second one is about transactions and this is where uh, the white paper says we need a way for pay to know that the previous owners did not sign any earlier transactions for our purposes the earliest transaction is the one that counts so we don't care about later attempts to double spend then the next section talks about timestamp server So in Bitcoin, it's not actually following the concept of the clock. It actually says that a block is actually a timestamp. So what it means is the block must have had all the transactions and that is how the hash could be calculated. And for all those transactions to be inside the block, they should have already happened. And the order of the transactions inside the block is defined by the the miner node who is producing the block. So a block is essentially referred to as a timestamp. So the next section talks about proof of work. It says that to implement a distributed timestamp server on a peer-to-peer basis, we will need to use a proof of work system similar to Adam Back's Hashcash. Now, of course, you can look into that uh, online, but the whole point is here is to create a peer-to-peer timestamp server, you need to figure out who has done the work to put the timestamp And then the others can add to that timestamp later. Like, you know, somebody puts a block, the next person puts a new block referring to the hash of the previous block. So it becomes, uh, you know, like a timestamping thing. But how to find out who gets to produce that block? That is where proof of work comes into the picture. Now, the next section talks about network, like the peer-to-peer networking and then things around that, basically. The next section, very important section, talks about incentives. It says by convention, the first transaction in a block is a special transaction that starts a new coin owned by the creator of the block. So anyone who is creating a block gets to create a transaction in that block that gives them the block rewards. And this is the whole point about giving incentive to the fair player or the honest players of the blockchain. Then the next section, of course, talks about reclaiming the disk space because the blockchain keeps growing. And then you, at certain point in time, you want to prune the old blocks. So this talks about that. Then the next one is essentially simplified payment verification. So 
This is where it talks about the Merkle trees and how Merkle root and Merkle proofs can help in verifying things very easily, whether a block has happened or whether a transaction is inside that or not. And then finally, it talks about combining and splitting value. It's basically talks about the inputs and outputs, the UTXO model. And then finally, the section 10 talks about privacy. So this is where it says that the privacy in Bitcoin is similar to the level of information released by the stock exchanges, where the time and size of individual trades is made public, but without telling who the parties were. Similarly, in Bitcoin, there is this whole concept of addresses and there is pseudo anonymity because you cannot know which address belongs to which person, but you can check which address did which transaction. So you can easily decouple a human identity from an on-chain identity. And this is what it talks about in privacy side. And the next two sections are, of course, calculations and then conclusion. So that was Bitcoin white paper in a very brief summary. Very cool concepts there. I'll leave the link in the episode description and I really, really encourage you to check it out. Thank you for listening for 100 episodes and stay tuned. I'll see you in the next ones. Ciao. Music